what most people do is they go, I gotta be everywhere. And they spend all this time trying to be everywhere, but they don't make any money. And so if you're gonna do this long-term as a career, you have to think about money. And people don't like when I say that, but I'm like, listen, if you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you. But it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go, yearofmastery.com. The idea today is content proliferation. What does that mean? It means create content 
and proliferate it out online so that it gets more fans, followers, reach, revenue, or likes. It means how do you take one little piece of content and repurpose that with a strategy so it reaches more people. And so let's talk through these seven ideas. Number one idea, pick your revenue platforms. Pick your revenue platforms. Especially if you're just getting started today, it's super intimidating to start doing any content online today, right? You could do an email newsletter. You could do a podcast. You could do a podcast that's on iTunes. You can do a podcast that's only on these other platforms. You can do Facebook. You could do a personal Facebook page, a business Facebook page. You can do Facebook groups. You can do Instagram, but you can do Instagram regular posts, Instagram stories, Instagram TV. You can say, oh, you know what? I really want to be on Pinterest. Oh, you know what? LinkedIn makes me seem professional. You know what? Twitter's fun to get mad at people. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, there's like 10, 11 different places that you can be. And if you were like me and, and you were doing it by yourself or you are doing it by yourself, you got to pick where you're going to focus. It's hugely important because what most people do is they go, I got to be everywhere. And they spend all this time trying to be everywhere, but they don't make any money. And so if you're going to do this long-term as a career, you have to think about money. And people don't like when I say that, but I'm like, listen, if you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message. Like if I didn't think about the revenue drivers from day one, which I had to because I was bankrupt and living in my girlfriend's apartment, she's buying groceries and I wanted to change our life. So I had to immediately start thinking like where I can do all these things, but I got to focus on something that's going to make me money. And you need to make that determination at some point. Because I know some of you, you're just influencers. You're on Instagram. You heard that I do this and you hopped over. You're like, this is awesome. Some of you are like hardcore online internet marketers, but you're like also in this place where you haven't really proliferated your content as much so no one knows who you are. The only critical question is which platforms do you want to make money on or from? And you got to zero in on that. I'll give you some examples. For picking my platforms, I said, I'm gonna choose two. My platforms, number one, Facebook, number two, email newsletter to funnel that sells courses, tickets, books, and the rest of my stuff that you guys know I have. That was it. I'm gonna choose to like go deep and go strong on Facebook and Facebook's gonna be my lead. And that was a decision I made because Facebook was like this. If I had to make the decision again today, September 2018, I would focus on Instagram. And I go, okay, I'm gonna go just hard and super focused on Instagram. I'm gonna build that. And that's that's it, one platform. I'd really focus on building one platform incredibly well. And everybody else gets scraps and pieces and once in a while. But Instagram, you live there. I did that with Facebook. I said, I'm, I'm gonna live here. So I did four posts per day on Facebook for seven years. Never missed. Four posts a day, seven years, uh, about 70% of original content that I created every single morning. The other 30% was recycled from my previous content for seven years. And that's how you take something from a million to five million, right? It was just like on it constantly every, I shouldn't say a million to five million. I mean, from one to five million. That's it. It was there. I was there every day, four times a day. And I responded to all the comments, 
all the DMs, everything for seven years. That's the kind of intention and discipline and consistency that I said was gonna be important. Now, of course, the question is, well, what do you mean revenue platform? How did you use it, Brennan? Well, what I used it is I would just do all that free content all the time, but maybe twice a week. I do two or three posts twice a week where I linked over to one of my opt-in pages where people would opt in for my, either my newsletter or for some kind of free thing from me where then it dropped them into a funnel where it said, here's some value, here's some value, here's some value, here's an offer. That's called the OVO, right? I, I gotta do a dance for that, like, oh, okay, no. Someday, not ever, okay. <laughs> uh, you gotta do the OVO, you gotta get it down because if, if you don't understand OVO, you're never gonna make money in our industry. You've gotta take people off of social media, pull them into a page that you control, get them to opt in, enter their name and email, then hit them with the V, that's value, 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 then make an offer. And that's gonna be how you're gonna start that whole process. I know you, most of you know this, so I'm not gonna dig up too deep in it, but you've gotta choose where that main revenue platform is gonna come from. I chose Facebook because it was not only growing crazy, but they'd also rolled out ads that were really intelligent. And I could use the ads to really target who I wanted to reach and how many I wanted to reach. So Facebook into newsletter or OVO, for offer. You might do the same thing with Instagram today. And you would just go live on Instagram as much as you could. You do stories every single day, direct to the story, like talk to it. Obviously, Instagram isn't mine. So you don't see me there pushing as hard as I push over on Facebook. But you gotta choose yours and really go all in. Really go all in. And think about the content that really works there. Obviously, Instagram, your content really works how, what's, what's your timing on Instagram? How long is the content that you're creating? Most people think, well, Instagram's, you know, 60 seconds. But most people also don't know that the real power of Instagram is those 15 second stories. Stories are way more powerful than posts. People love Instagram stories. So you're really thinking about those 15 second long conversations where you're just going 15 seconds, going 15 seconds, going 15 seconds, showing, telling, and just documenting on Instagram if that's what you're doing. And then in the story, you're linking over to your opt-in value offer sequence. In the story, you're telling maybe to go to a website to buy something, but you're going to focus on one or two platforms. Now people always say, but Brent, I wanna be everywhere. You can be, but I'm telling you, if you'll go in all in on one or two, you'll make more money than if you try to be everywhere and win everywhere, especially if you don't have a team, which was my story. If you've got a team, you can win everywhere, but you gotta get the team for it, okay? You gotta get the team for it. So that's pick your revenue platforms. It's huge, 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 that's number one. Once you know that and you build in the OVO, you're good to go. On every platform, the minimum requirement if you're gonna own that platform and really scale and build it these days is four posts per day, period. Instagram, four posts per day. Facebook, four posts per day. And I know people always go, well, Brendan, Beyonce doesn't post four times per day on her Instagram. I'm like, and she's Beyonce. You live in Dubuque. No one knows who you are and you haven't released any content. You need to get out there, right? Beyonce earned her post once in a millennia. You, not yet. So start posting consistently. Four posts per day, no matter where you're at, four posts per day get in the game, okay? That's pick your revenue platforms, that's getting consistent. Number two, 
You've got to set your daily and your weekly and your monthly rhythm for your content, for how you're going to create it. It's not like I go into each week unsure of how or when I'm going to be filming. I've got a schedule in my mind or my calendar or with my team of when I'm going to be shooting. And that calendar has to be real for you. And it's the hardest thing to teach somebody new in the influencer space. They just go randomly and create stuff sometimes, but you can't create enough to proliferate a real brand these days randomly. I mean, it's got to be scheduled. I mean, and you got to be there. Um, all of all of our major influencer clients have a content calendar. They know when they're going to shoot. They know what they're going to release. They know their approach to it. All of them do. And it's super hard. You Maybe your team doesn't always know the content. I'm, I'm, my team doesn't always know where I'm at. Sometimes we're last minute, who's shooting, what's shooting, everything. But I know when I'm creating, especially again, for my revenue platform. So for example, uh, for Facebook, I do Facebook every morning. So I get myself, I do my morning routine, some of you know. After my morning routine, one of the first things I do just as a discipline is sit down and I knock out or schedule my four posts for Facebook. It's just done. It's the first thing because that's a revenue platform. I'm going to make sure that for me, those four are done. That's a daily thing. And most people way overcomplicate this. You're telling yourself this story. It's going to take me four hours to get ready. It's going to take me four hours to shoot content. And you've, you've conned yourself into believing you can't do content every day. You know, one of my favorite influencers right now um, is become a really good friend is Rachel Hollis. Uh, Rachel and Dave Hollis, some of you guys know them for the Rise and Rise Together podcast on iTunes. Her book just cleared her millionth copy. Shout out, Rachel. Pump for you. A million copies of Girl, Wash Your Face. I hope you've all read it. Uh, she's just crushing it on every level. But the reason I tell that story, because her, her daily rhythm, go live on Instagram and Facebook every day, 8 a.m. Central Time. It's built into, they have like a thousand children and, and they have busy days, but when they wake up, and it's, I'm gonna tell you, it's not always pretty. Rachel gets up and her hair's over here and, 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 and so is Dave, so his hat's down like this and they're like, surviving on the coffee, like, and they're, but they're there and they're live and they're going to be fun and they're going to have a great time no matter what they look like, no matter what they're dressed like, no matter what town they're in, no matter what hotel they're in, they're going to knock out a 30 minute live every day. And that's how they became huge. It's that dedication and consistency. When most people, they've told themselves a lie. Well, I got to, first I got to, you know, do my hair and makeup and then I got to get the perfect lighting and and we just tell ourselves this because you watch something like this and this looks produced. And it is, right? For, I can produce like this. I've got the time and the time and the team and the videography. Like, I can do it. But really, my sticking point is I'm just not grabbing this often enough randomly. But what I love is the real creators, they're not doing it randomly. They're just grabbing it and they're making sure it doesn't matter what they look like or what they feel like. They're logging the time. Rachel and Dave. 30 minutes every day, don't matter. And that's setting that rhythm. They became phenomenons. A million copies? That's a phenomenon because they go live every day. A million copies because what people don't know, everyone says she came out of nowhere. This is her sixth book. For the last 10 years of her life, 
She has done books and worked in our industry and she never made a dollar. She never had profit in a decade. This year, she's a multimillionaire. That time that she put in, every day she got up and wrote, every day. Every day she thought about what she wanted to say. Every day she did a post. It's just consistency. Your rhythm is what dictates the size of your career and your following. Because that rhythm, the more often you do it, the better you get at it. I didn't, like, I'm sitting here, I don't have, you know, a script or a teleprompter or points up somewhere. I got this good because I, and if you, probably not that good, but I'm able to talk this long winded because I have just done it so often, I don't need notes. I've trained so much, I don't need notes anymore. That took a lot of time, but it's because all those times I said, guess what? Every week we film. So every week we filmed for a decade. That consistency is what's gonna really build your brand and your business today. And I know some of you all know this, but some of you who are new, you gotta gut check yourself. Are you doing it? Do you know what you are creating every day versus what you're creating every week versus what you're creating every month? As an example, right now we're on our monthly rhythm, right? This is what we're doing as a team. We do our live cast every month. We do one big live cast day every single month. I go live for three or four, are we groups? Three groups now. Three groups every month I go live for either one hour or two hours. This is our monthly rhythm. And that monthly rhythm is something, it's scheduled, it's in the calendar months out in advance now. I show up, we knock it out, team takes it, goes and rocks it out like I'm gonna teach you in a minute. But that's, that's like set in stone in the calendar. Also in the calendar for me is creation day every single Tuesday. That's my weekly rhythm. So on Tuesday, I sit down and that's when I do a lot of writing. That's when I go through my old folders and files and grab my old favorite quotes. It's gonna go for the rest of the week. That's the time that I'm creating either strategy for the team or the business or what we're doing. That's like a very serious creation day for me on Tuesdays. Tuesdays are good for me and I choose that day because that's usually, if I'm going to be home, I'm usually home on a Tuesday because the weekend I traveled, either flew in on Monday or something, but Tuesdays usually I get to be at my house. If I'm traveling that week, I'll usually try to get back home. So that's a great creation day for me. And that's scheduled. It's pretty much my morning. And so I don't schedule anything. Very rarely do I schedule anything before 1 p.m. on that day, because that's, that's that day of the week that I just create, right? And sometimes it's just, none of it turns out to be any good. I sit down there with a you know, big uh, poster board and I just start drawing stuff with my Sharpies and coming out with ideas and sometimes it's completely crap, but I do it. Every week I have a significant creation time, right? When I'm writing books, this is literally the first year of my life that I'm not working on a book, researching a book, editing a book, or right now launching a book. First time since I was 19 years old that I'm not doing a book. It's like crazy. So what made it though, that you know, I'm about to start my seventh book all those six other books, it was because I, I wrote every day. And if I didn't write significantly every day, I took notes from researching every day for literally 20 years of my life. Think about what that does for the quality of your content. Because the reason you need a rhythm isn't just so that you put it out there. 
you need the rhythm to gain expertise. One of the reasons you have all these influencers who are broke is they don't actually have any expertise. They do something once in a while that gets clickbait, that gets the views, the likes, grows their fan base to millions of followers, but they're broke because they actually don't have any expertise to make any money from, right? They kind of look good, they sound good, but they never developed expertise because they didn't dig deep. And part of the reason you set up your weekly and your daily and your monthly rhythm is it forces you to master the content. You can put me in a room with literally any psychologist in the world and I can hold my own for hours. Why? Because I do the research and I'm always on top of it. Any performance coach in the world, Super Bowl winning coach, brand new high school coach, or some new nutrition coach, put me in the room, hold my own for hours. And I don't say that to brag about it, it's because I did the hours and hours and hours of a rhythm every day, week, and month for a decade. And I want you, wherever you're at in your career, some of you guys have way more experience than me, some of you are just starting. And so wherever you're at, I don't even want you to think about content proliferation until you've got a daily, weekly, and monthly rhythm that you've dedicated yourself for, because that's gonna create the good stuff, right? Lots of people can pick a revenue platform and post four times a day, but it's those who are doing good stuff that people actually share and like or find their tribe in that makes all the difference in the world. Okay, number three, big one, repurpose and boost. This is a big thing. So you've created all this stuff, right? Every day you're creating something or every week or every month, you've got your four posts. Now it's like repurpose that stuff and boost it. And here's what I mean by repurpose it. I don't mean like repurpose to sell. We'll talk about that later. I mean, take pieces of what you've already created and chop that stuff up so that it can live in other places or individually. So I gave you the example, and I shared this with my team the other day of our strategy. Right? I'll do a YouTube video, I'll come in the office, we'll knock out a YouTube video. And then once we're in the office and we knock out the YouTube video, let's say I do a, a video, uh, say on how to be more productive. I'll usually teach you know, three to five points in that. Let's just say I teach four. Let's say I teach five. So I'm gonna teach five points about how to be more productive. Okay, that's one video, and that one video goes up on YouTube. And that's what most people do, they do that and they're done. But what we'll do is we'll say, okay, Brennan just taught, five points. Did I just use myself in third person? I did, that was weird. Uh, I just taught five points. So I'll tell my team <laughs> to grab each of those five points. I say, listen, I just taught five points in that video. Here's what I want you to do. Video team, grab each of those five points. Okay, take those five points, cut them separately. Give that to the Facebook team. Facebook, each of those, that's five posts. That's five separate posts now. Right? Go over on Instagram, that's five separate stories, or that's five separate posts on Instagram. Hey, that's five separate posts on LinkedIn for the week, that's five separate posts and summaries on Medium, that's, you know, that, let's use that in different ways. Also, go ahead and take that same thing, now go grab graphics, go grab any great quote I said in there and make great quote cards. I must have said, at least five great things. If I taught five points, I must have said five something good in there. Go make five quote cards from that. There's five more quote texts. Then grab the whole thing, pull the audio, repurpose it, add a bumper at the beginning of the audio and a bumper at the end, that's the podcast. 
And now that one action that I did is now able to proliferate across multiple platforms, but not just multiple platforms, as multiple posts across multiple platforms. That's what we mean by content proliferation, right? It's not just take it here and also put it here. It's take it here, yes, also put it there, that's once, but then take it and cut it, and then put it all those places too. And that's how it looks like you are just so prolific because all week, this stuff is just dropping everywhere. And now also think about, you've got all those little pieces out there, and if you're smart, you're putting them in Dropbox folders or some other online storage, the cloud, and it's on your phone. So in, for me, let's say it's a week, I didn't have time to create something really new. Or it's a day and I wake up and you know I'm sitting there and the cat's looking at me like I'm dumb because I'm not doing anything. I'm looking at the cat and I'm like, I'm as dumb as you. I can't come up with anything new. Less, guess what? I might be dumb today, but Dropbox isn't dumb. So I open up, I pull off some old content, and I schedule that to post and go out. So the nice thing is, once you get in that weekly, daily, and monthly rhythm we've been talking about, all that, you just put it in an archive. And now it's in an archive, you put that archive on your phone so you can access it at any given time and punch out. And even if you're like not wanting to post the same thing, change the image. Make a new quote card from it. You know, listen to it, get inspired by it, knock out a new audio on your phone. Yes, you can knock out audios on your phone for your podcasts. You don't have to have a big production. You don't have to do it from your laptop. You can just knock out it from your phone. So don't overcomplicate it, get consistent, right? Don't overcomplicate it, get consistent. That is the ultimate thing today. It's so much more about how consistent than you are than how good it looks or how fancy produced it is. Trust me, unless you've got high paying clients or there's the expectation you've set for that, but that's really up to you. Okay, now notice I said the idea here was to repurpose and boost. Okay, don't miss that part because that's where the magic really happens. So what I mean, okay, I had that content. I put it out all over on different platforms. I grabbed that content, I broke it up. I put all those other pieces on multiple platforms. Now the job is to go and look at the end of each week or the end of the day, depending on your rhythm. I just did it at the end of each week. I would look back on my revenue driving platform. Remember that was me for face, that was Facebook for me. It might be Instagram for you or Pinterest for you or LinkedIn for you. But what I want you to do is go back to the platform that is your revenue driving platform. Go to your revenue driving platform and look at the last week and see what hit. What piece of content did you release that got the most likes or the most shares or the most comments or the most repins, whatever depends on what platform you're on. Which piece of content most succeeded on that platform? And then take that, whatever that post was and boost it. So on Facebook, meaning you literally hit the, hit the boost button, it's gonna say, okay, who do I boost this to? And what you wanna do is you wanna target your ideal audience right there. So if I find my, oh, wow, this video got viewed 20,000 times and most of them got viewed 5,000. Okay, the 20,000, that's the winner. Let's boost that to everybody who we know is kind of like our buyer. 
So we call it a buyer boost. Let's boost it to all of the people who are like our buyers. Why? Because we know that content piece already, that's the winner, right? So a lot of people are trying to make ads and guess of what's gonna succeed, what's gonna be popular, but you just did a week long of content. So it's like, what won? That, that thing's already successful. Grab that thing, boost that thing, and then put a link in that boost to your OVO or to the page you're selling, whatever you're selling, or to your newsletter, wherever you wanna drive them to capture their email or capture the sell. Make sense? So that was something I did for like five years straight, and it was huge for us. Five years straight, just every Friday. That's what I, first thing I do. I wake up, I get my, do my morning routine, uh, sit down, think about what I was supposed to do for the day, and then when it's time to start, I look, okay, what worked this week? And I just scroll back through Facebook. What worked, what worked, what worked? Ooh, that one was the hit. Great, boost, target my buyers, or people like my buyers, or interest categories I'm trying to go after, or audiences or influencers I'm trying to go after. Boom, and I just boost it. Seven days, a couple hundred bucks a day, or 10 bucks a day, or whatever my budget was at the time when I was beginning, and I just let that thing hunt for seven days. It'd just be doing the work, and guess what? People already liked it and it has my link. And so people are starting to share the crap out of that thing. And all week, people are sharing a piece of content that would usually have what? Died, right? Because on social media, that content, it's gone now, it's old. But now all these new people are seeing this piece of content that's already a winner. That's what I mean by repurpose and boost. And if you don't have a boost strategy in play, man, you're just beginning. So you, you gotta get it going with the boosts. It's gonna help a lot in whatever platform you're in. Hey all, it's Brendan, and I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches, and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it starter, that's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the mindset journal where we prompt you with tons of research back prompts to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders, so like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high-performance habits, which we teach you to do, and then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one hour keynote, but they're live every single month in growth day teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools, plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep 
dive powerful life transformative courses. So these courses, these classes, these are things that would cost over $3,000 a month to access. But Growth Day Pro, as an example, is less than a buck a day. Your personal development is worth a dollar a day. Your access to these people is worth a dollar a day. But you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance. But I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. So, so far we've been pick your revenue platforms, Set your daily, weekly, and monthly rhythm. Repurpose and boost. Number four, ask your audience explicitly for shares of specific content that you have. I don't know why more people don't do this. And it's so simple. It's, it was a huge secret to our success across all those different pages we had. Because um, on Facebook, I've got a lot of other pages that we own that isn't my face or my brand. It's like other brands or pages that we've, bought or supported or built up. And we would go and engage them to build that community. So we would literally, we'd post a great quote or something and we would ask, we'd say, hey y'all, could you help us get this message around to everybody right now in our community? We know this is a hot topic issue and people are really struggling with this. Could you share it for us? And I didn't do that, you know, once every five days. I was often doing that once a day, or I was doing that once every other or once every third day, depending on what style of those Facebook pages. I was asking a lot, a lot. And some of my favorite influencers on Instagram are genius at this. They'll do a great post on Instagram, and then they'll hop on their stories, and they'll say, hey y'all, um, I don't know if you've seen yet, I just did a post, could you help me? Could, could you just go like and comment on that post I just did, it's on this topic. 
And then they do three or four more stories telling them why I created that post, why this message is important to me, why it'd really help if you supported this. And they would just basically use their stories to get everyone to glom on and go support that post, which would start that post becoming a little bit more viral, right? You can do the same thing on any other platform. Is So do a great sort of like, um, we call it, sometimes call it a flagship content piece. So like really think through that post that you create. Make something great. Make it a great video. Maybe it's your, a produced video, or maybe it's an awesome quote with a long story along with it. Maybe it's a photo that you really did spend some time to get that photo and do a great shoot and write a badass caption. But then you wanna leverage that platform itself in your next couple of posts, asking them to perpetuate that post. And this should be something that you do very consistently if you really wanna build the audience. Now, I, I share with people all the time, it's like at some point you might not need to do that as much. Like I, I felt like when we really got into big fans and followers and our tribe was so huge, we didn't really need to do that as much. It just kind of organically happened. But when you're building, I mean, that's everything. That was huge for our early success on every platform that I've ever tried to really go on, whether it was my personal brand or our business pages. It was just like uh, masterful. So I want you to think about when are you gonna ask your audience for those shares and how often? And it's different for every brand. Like I have some like celebrity folks where they don't even do it ever until they launch a movie. They launch that movie and they are just all over this strategy, asking everybody to share that trailer. Hey, I just posted the trailer for our new movie on Instagram and Facebook. So I'm here live with you guys on Instagram and Facebook, really just to tell you about the new movie, but also ask a favor. Could you go share that trailer for me? So we'll also do that with YouTubers. They'll put out a big piece of content and then we'll have them do another video, just literally asking people to share the previous piece of content. That's how a lot of times movie theater, movie studios, sometimes you, you see those, um, those trailers on YouTube that like in 24 hours get three, four, five million views. Do you think that happens because they're that good of trailers? Pretty much never. What happened was the studio went out to 15 to 20 influencers who have the interest category of that movie. And they said, hey, we'd like to pay you to do a post talking about what you think of the trailer. And could you drop that post of what you think about our trailer on our page? Could you drop your thoughts about the trailer on your page at this time and on this day? And so what happens on the interwebs, it was all said on one day, you've got seven to 15 major influencers talking about what they think about the new trailer for the new movie. And then, so everyone goes, that sounds amazing. What is this? So now everyone goes to the new trailer, right? This is something we were starting to teach and just push on people very early on when we didn't have the ability to boost things on Facebook yet, or when we had, you know, when Instagram was, didn't have its ad platform yet, or, or YouTube was too expensive. It was like, oh no, just get everybody talking about the post all on one day, and then everyone will have to go see what the original post is. It's just like in politics, they do that all the time too. They get one news outlet to cover a story. And then they share that news story with all the other news outlets and some influencer or some politician's opinion 
about the original story, and that's how they make a political story go viral. It didn't go viral. They created the anchor piece, and they got the other influencers to talk about the anchor piece. So you can do that same strategy for you creating their content, talking about the flagship or the anchor piece, or you going to other influencers or other partners to talk about it. It operationalizes really well in our industry. It's like a um, recent example, uh, our, our friend Lewis Howes dropped a, a new show with Facebook. And Lewis and Facebook and myself and a bunch of others who support and cheer on just said, okay, let us go post something about your post about the new Facebook show. So we were all linking to and talking about the new Facebook show and that made that first episode just crush it. It was a great episode, Lewis is super awesome, but more people talking about it is the way it goes. So ask your audience directly for it and also set up other influencers to share about that really help. Okay, let's see. Susan Gregory says, Brandon, would you choose Instagram because of the reach you have now? Or if you're not really well known, would you choose another platform? Susan, I would absolutely 1000% without question choose Instagram today all in. And so far, I've been right in terms of the data from both the growth perspective of influencers who we work with there, as well as most importantly, the platform itself. And its engagement is way higher per user and per account than Facebook. It's just literally dwarfing Facebook, even though Facebook owns them. It's just a complete, complete Facebook, by the way, don't screw up Instagram. Just please, you, you screwed up Facebook. Don't screw up Instagram. Just mm. Um, so Susan, I would absolutely go all in on Instagram. It will super help you. Antonio Solar, starting a podcast versus a YouTube channel. Which one would you recommend is best? Antonio, simple question. Are you good at video and do you like it? If you're good at video and you like it, I'd go with YouTube. If you're not good at video and you don't like it, go with podcasts. There's this myth that one platform is better than the other. And that's why I kind of framed the way I was talking is I don't think that there is. If someone tells you podcasting is better than YouTube, they probably just like podcasts better or they know the success strategy there and they don't know how to do YouTube. So there's no right answer. What you want to do, Antonio, is say, which would you rather do and find minimally invasive in your lifestyle, but also meet your needs for creativity and contribution the most? Which one would you be most consistent at? The nice thing is, if it is YouTube, YouTube does, it's so easy to take your videos from YouTube and turn them into a podcast. You just grab the audio file like we do, put on the bumper at the beginning and end, and it is a podcast. So it's easier to repurpose a YouTube into a podcast than a podcast in YouTube. But that's not necessarily true if you want to film yourself doing the podcast, which is an option too. So it's kind of up to you. And I wouldn't think it's either or. I'd say, could you combine it? If you want to do YouTube or if you want to do podcasts, uh, you know, look at Joe Rogan's awesome example. Joe films himself doing that. And then he puts it up over on YouTube as well. So it's really up to you on how you want to do it. I don't think that there is a best. I do believe that right now, if you're going to get on YouTube, you'd better get on YouTube. You know, podcast is still gonna be that Wild West category for like the next three, four years, which is great, right? Podcast has always been the Wild West and it will continue to be that. 
even though maturity is starting to happen there, new people can break through on podcasts for the next couple of years. YouTube's gonna be harder and harder and harder. I mean, you see, you know, creators like Will Smith coming on and doing a YouTube show. You're seeing, you're like, he's kind of broken the mold a little bit for a lot more celebrity and Hollywood types who are gonna come on and really start to own and just beat the crap out of YouTube. And it's gonna be harder to break through if you're late. YouTube takes, YouTube takes a little bit longer time to build a subscriber base than podcasts. Like podcasts is, it, it gets a good browse. It gets a good, a lot of subscribes. It's an easier place to build if you're starting than YouTube is. Um, especially if you're not straight up entertainment on YouTube, pranking on people, doing controversial things, uh, or having a lot of cats in your videos. It's hard to break through and it's gonna get harder to break through unless you get there now. Let's see, uh, da, da, da. Steven Rabin asks, can you use the exact same content on different platforms since they each have a distinct look and feel and format? It seems like they you wanna make them look different. Nope, you can use the exact same thing. People on Instagram aren't necessarily going, like you do you know, a bunch of swipes on Instagram, you're not necessarily gonna go log into Twitter and Facebook and uh, lots of people do that, but very few will recognize it, especially if you break it up and you stagger the release, right? So let's say, remember you did that content piece for YouTube or for your blog and you broke it down into five pieces. Well, those five pieces, you can put some of the pieces on LinkedIn on this day and some of the pieces on Twitter that day and some of the pieces on Facebook this day and Instagram. If you stagger it, no one remembers. You don't remember what you scrolled past 72 hours ago. So if something, they repurposed it from something you watched a week ago, it's been staggered in other words, you won't even know it. So you can definitely do that. Um, that was a great question. Okay, next up, let's go back to um, some of these pieces that we're teaching. Number one, I was telling you, pick your revenue platform. Number two, set daily, weekly, and monthly rhythms. Number three, repurpose and boost the winners. Number four, ask the audience explicitly and your influencer network for the shares about the anchor content or the flagship content. Number five, get distribution partners. What's a distribution partner? It's someone that you have teamed up with or a company that you have teamed up with who is going to release on a regular basis your content. They're gonna take your content and they might repurpose it and put it out there. Um, I'll give you an example of someone doing a good job at that. Uh, Tom Bilyeu, uh, one of my buddies, an awesome guy, does a YouTube show, I hope you check it out, called Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu. Awesome show, badass, really great guy. So what Tom does, he's got his show on YouTube called Impact Theory, but he has distribution partners with lots of other YouTube channels that take his content and they repurpose it. So his, let's say an interview with Tom, he might do a, a, an hour long interview. What they might do is they might grab that hour long interview for their motivational channel or their video advice channel as an example. They'll take his hour and they will cut it down to 10 or 15 minutes, put amazing music to it, and it's a motivational video on their channel. That's his distribution channel. They, they do that all the time for him based off of his content. He's given them a license or permission to grab anything they want of his and throw it up onto their channels, right? That's a very big strategy for those of us who are in kind of like the personal development and 
sort of training or interview or podcast world, we're like, take it and use it any way that you want. Go put some music to it, go create animation to it. And what people have done when they are sort of, I guess, more experienced in our category is they've chosen those partners wisely. And they have a liaison in their company who stays on top of those distribution partners and says, hey, Brendan put out a new piece of content. Do you want it? Use it for anything. And that's why if you watch those motivational videos on YouTube, sometimes there's me in the middle of it. Or you listen to those motivational podcasts, sometimes it's like 10 minutes of Brendan Burchard going on about something. It's because I gave them permission to just grab it and use it, just put it all around. That distribution partner can be huge for making you look like you're everywhere. And it's great for them because they don't have to create all the original content, right? They love it because now they can release more often because they can leverage what you got. So that's a big, big, big strategy. Um, distribution partners are really big for growing beyond your own ability to reach things. Okay, uh, number six, recycle previous content. And so imagine now that you've been doing what I'm telling you. You had your weekly and your monthly and you've got all this content on your phone one great thing to do is just track all of your winners. What do I mean? Go back and look at all of your posts. Maybe you do this once a month. You go back and look at all the posts now. They've had a whole month to live. So now they're kind of, they've, they've, they've bloomed and probably died on the vine, right? They got the views they're gonna get after a month. They've got the things. Go back and look at the weird ones, the, the blips, the one that got more likes or comments or whatever. Drop those into a spreadsheet. And these are like your best hits, right? You know how musicians have their best hits albums? You wanna have your best hits file. And this best hits file, you wanna drop something from your best hits file every week. So imagine for three years or one year even, or three months, you've just been saving your best hits. You know that piece works. So put that piece out every week, put out two or three pieces from your best hits because those already get the engagement. Those are already your winners. And this is how you keep your engagement on your pages high. This is the number one thing everyone's asking me about. Like, Brandon, my engagement sucks. I'm like, you probably don't have your recycle strategy. Uh, and frankly, by the way, my recycle strategy sucks. I've been waiting for a team to help me with this. Um, but that's what we help a lot of influencers kind of think through. It's like, okay, Make that best hits sort of spreadsheet and every week drop two or three of those because what happens is you know those already win, those prop up the engagement on the channel. And you know what the weirdest thing is? I know a lot of you guys are like, Brendan, I can't do that because you know people accuse me of, of not having new stuff. The funny thing is, one, they don't remember it anyway. And two, if they remember it or if they don't remember it, people actually have been shown psychologically to comment and share on things they're already familiar with. So the craziest thing usually happens. The second time you post a winner, it gets more views and likes. And you're like, that's weird. And we've done tests on this to see if it's true. It's because 
It's not even, you don't even have a bigger audience at that point. It's just that more people in your audience already saw it and they already liked it in their mind or they already pressed like the last time. They hit like again. They don't even know it. Like a dog does, I like it, I like it, I like it. They don't even know. It's unbelievable. So you're like, it just builds the engagement on your page to actually post things that they've already seen before and already liked. And it runs counter to what you wanna do as a creator, which is only create new things and not recycle. But recycling can save the engagement of your page. It's hugely important. Because listen, what's the alternative? You're always creating new things and hoping it hits. If 10 out of 10 times, you're creating new things and you hope it hits, that's gonna get one success rate. But let's say out of those 10 times, three of them, you put in winners it's gonna boost the average success and engagement. I know you get it, so make sure that you build in that. Okay, let me hop back to a few more questions because I know I had a lot of them from you all. Uh, let's see. Lauren Roberts, great question. How do you maintain or modify your rhythm while traveling? Your rhythms while traveling. Um, that's a really, really good one. Lauren, I don't change my daily rhythm on the road. I just don't. And people go, well, how is that even possible, Brendan? I go, because I stick to my same morning routines at hotels as I do at my house. I still get up. I still move or work out for 20 minutes. I still read or consume great content for 20 minutes. I still plan my day for 20 minutes. And then I still do the most important tasks and activities and priorities of the day in the first two hours. That still happens even on the road. And you go, but what about meetings? I go, I don't schedule them until after that. It's hard to teach yourself that you own your schedule. When you're on the road, you don't have to do what everyone else says. You still run your own schedule. So I don't really alter my daily morning schedule that much. Now there are days that I have to travel. I choose to travel mostly in the afternoons because it doesn't take long to get to the airport. Airport's less crowded, less fans. I don't have to see as many people and I can still wake up that morning knock out that morning routine, get the priorities done, then travel. Because guess what? You also get to book your travel. See, we think we have to give our life over to travel. No, you can, you can make travel work for you versus you working for the travel. Now on the days where it's just like, it's super busy and it's crazy, I just plan that in advance. So when I, many of you guys know, I have my Sunday reviews where I look at my Sunday and I think about the upcoming week that's critical on Sundays, especially on travel weeks. I prepare a lot on travel weeks. Like I look at that calendar, I'm like, okay, what do I gotta do? What do I have to fit in? When can I make a meeting? When am I gonna do this? And I really spend a lot of time on that Sunday, just advanced thinking, anticipating, moving things around. On any Sunday, I'll probably change up the week by like 20%. Like most of my weeks have been booked, you know, months out, some projects a year out. So it's like my schedule is really like stacked, right? It's already built. But on Sundays, I move it around. I change stuff, I cancel meetings all the time, right? I'm sorry if you ever got a note from me on Sunday. It's like, sorry, it's, I'm almost, almost always cancel my meetings on Sundays. And so I'm just anticipating that challenge of travel and that's a big one. Okay, last piece, number seven, bundle and sell bundle and sell. You've done all this content, right? And it lives out there. 
And whether you've charged for it or not charged for it, you know your greatest hits, you know what you've got. Now take some of that content, bundle it, and sell it. And this is how you proliferate to another quality, to another audience, to a different type of person who wants to buy and consume, to the bigger fans. And so I'll give you a couple of different examples. When I do a launch, uh, you guys know I'll do the, like if I do an OVO model where I do three value videos and then a sale. In the past, what I did, like when we did Total Product Blueprint or Experts Academy, what I do is I take those three value videos, now, this is in the past, I, I would grab those value videos and I remember the first time I did, I did this in 2011 for Total Product Blueprint. I did three value videos and then I did the sale. And the videos were like one hour or 45 minutes of training. They were badass. I downloaded those. I put them on DVDs. I created a little workbook with it. And I said, you can have, uh, guys, you just saw me do this launch. Everyone wants all those training videos I did. So tell you what, I just put them on DVDs. You can buy them for 97 bucks. And we sold whatever it was, a couple hundred thousand dollars of these $97 things that I put out there for free, but I later grabbed and productized. Productized, is that a word? Must be, said it. Then I took sometimes, I'll take the same things I put out. It's out there for free, but you bundle it and you sell it. Um, I got this other example over here. Look at this guy. Some of you all bought this from us online. This is the Brendan Show. Uh, kind of like includes the top 100 episodes of Brendan's chart topping show, The Charge Life. So my first podcast. We took my first podcast and we took all 100 of them and we put the top shows. So we looked and we got the top 100 performing shows or whatever. And we put them on a USB. This is one of those things that goes like this. It's like a thumb drive and it goes in your computer. So we got these things and we put this out on the internets and we sold this for seven bucks, right? And when we sold it for seven bucks, then we upsold a course or other things, uh, subscriptions. And so I took a show that was free on the internet and on people's phones. I put it into a product and I sold it. That's repurposing your content and that really moves the needle. That's what I mean by bundle and sell. Take your free stuff, bundle into a course. We launch, We have a new course out. We, we, I don't know what we call, we call it launch something, right? The launch series or something like that where I took Here's me teaching how to launch a podcast. Here's me teaching how to launch a book. And here's me teaching how to launch an online course. And all those were in different like courses or different programs. They were like all over the webs. And I took it and we put it into one course. And now it's a new bundled course. And so that repurposing, that's gonna be a great program for us, right? So we repurposed it, we bundled it, and we sold it. That's another way to make your content proliferate in different ways, but also monetizing it, which is really important. Grab some of that, put it together in something, sell it, make some money. If you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message. Until the next time, please go out, share your message because right now the world needs your positive influence and voice. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you wanna go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you wanna say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, 
It's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course? and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules. Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. 